Hello everyone, it's Adam from Report 24 with my sixth stop off on meeting the 92, six out of 92, it sounds like I've got a long way to go. Well, I've got a great one lined up for you today, everybody. I've come to one of the great places to go in England. I've come to Blackpool. I went there, first of all, way back in the 80s and I've enjoyed every trip since. And I have been to the football club as well. And I'm here today with Jane Stewart to talk about the football club in particular. Jane, good morning it is, I think, still in the UK. How are you doing over there? Yeah, good, thank you. Good morning. And then let's see, we've got nice weather here for you in Blackpool today. So I hope you appreciate it virtually. Ah, certainly will. Sunny Blackpool, can't beat it, can't beat it. Uh, before we get started, big shout out to Stell at Shoot the Defence for giving me the platform to put this out on. Stell, thank you for all your hard work. But Jane, you're the star of the show. Um, you're very, very active on the social media side, the, the fan side of the club. I know you're involved in the, the fanzine production, you're involved in the YouTube channels. How did you get started in, in, in all of that? Uh, it started many, many years ago, really. Um, I, I've always loved writing, um, so that was really where I got started. Even I fell in love with football, basically, during Italia 90. And yes. I was still at school at that time. And I was, you know, I was writing about it for all my English assignments and everything. I was writing about the, uh, the semi-final against West Germany, as they were then. And I just love, I just really sparked something in me, football, and I love writing. And the two just sort of came together. And then I started going to watch Blackpool. And I thought, well, I, you know, I just want everyone to see what I see. I want everyone to come and watch Blackpool because they're so amazing. So I just started writing for that reason. And I ended up doing a, writing a few bits in the fanzine. And then I ended up getting involved with the Supporters Association and got a column in the Gazette through them. And then the guy who was doing the fanzine started doing basically a, a website when, you know, websites were starting to come out at that point. And he wanted mm -hmm. to hand over the fanzine to someone else. So I ended up taking over the fanzine back then, which is probably, gosh, probably 20 years ago now um so i was doing the fanzine I, I had a column in the match program i had a column in the gazette i just wanted to write all the time about blackpool because i just loved it so much and then um obviously things took a little bit of a, a, a turn for the worst few years ago at blackpool and we and won't both, mention it yeah but, but, but at, at that point both of those things sort of died together because i didn't want to go to the football anymore and i didn't want to write about it because i didn't want to encourage other people to go because i wasn't enjoying it and i couldn't do it anymore so um so it all stopped and then um you know when we all came back to the blackpool two years ago i basically started it up again i thought well I'll bring the fanzine back. So I brought it back under a new name. And because everyone had been away for so long, they all wanted to talk about and write about and draw about and write poems about Blackpool. So the amount of content that, that I had coming in for the fanzine was just incredible, really. And it, it, like, it was never like that before at that level. But because we've been so starved of our club, basically, for five years, it just mm. seemed the perfect time to, to bring it back and sort of celebrate having the club back and and through doing that I met my partner Lee um, who were, at the same time was starting up a YouTube fan channel for Blackpool, uh, Lee Charles TV and um, 
we met through doing what we love, you know, the club that we love. And I ended up getting involved with the channel more and more, um, going and doing the away day vlogs uh, when we were allowed to go to away <laughs> games uh, back in the day. And, and just, you know, doing live watch alongs since, you know, we've not been allowed to go. So it's, yeah, it's just sort of become a bit of a monster, really. But it's, <laughs> it, it's becoming, you know, I just get engrossed in things that I love and it brings me joy. And it's it, it's one that hopefully brings joy to other people as well. Uh, it's great to hear. You, I strongly believe in people following their passions. And it, it's mm-hmm. when when you do it, 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 it doesn't feel like work at all, does it? It's just a, no. it's just a great way to spend your time. It really does. And is it that passion for the club that sort of inspired you to write the book? Uh, you know, was it homecoming back to Blackpool? Uh, was we say was it that is passion, or were you inspired more about you know the return? Was it that that sort of inspired you to do it? It's really, it was, uh, you know, during the time that we couldn't go to matches, I got very depressed uh, and quite, quite ill with it. Um, and I went to um, CBT, you know, a, a bit of therapy. And, and basically the, the, my therapist said, you know, well, what do you enjoy? There's things in your life that, are, you know, that are, are stressing you out at the moment. But, you know, what do you enjoy and can you focus on those things? Um, so at that time, I thought, well, I, I love writing so much. So I started doing a course with the Open University, a creative writing course. Mm-hmm. Um, and through doing that, I was doing more and more writing. I'm thinking, well, you know, how do I focus this? And I started writing a novel and and then that sort of way. Well, I just lost track of that and started doing so. And then last summer when we got locked down, it was. Um, I just started, you know, you're stuck in the house. So I found all my old, I've got a, a match ticket from every match I ever went to. So I thought well, I've been meaning for years to just, you know, put these in scrapbooks and put them in order. So I started doing that. And as I was doing it and looking through the tickets, all these memories kept coming back. And, oh, yeah, Millwall away. I remember that one, you know. And, and that was sort of where the idea for the book came from, really. It was on one of our walks. We were just walking around thinking, God, I've got all these memories of 30 years of watching Blackpool and all these stories that are just going to get lost otherwise. And then, and then I... I Around about that time, I inherited um, um, a load of scrapbooks from a, a very devoted Blackpool fan who, who lived down towards Bristol, I think. And uh, and he passed away and he, he basically collected every Gazette article on every match going wow. back to the 1970s up until um, last year when he passed away. So I'm thinking this actually covers the period, you know, the whole 30 year period that I'm mm. going to be covering in this book. So, so that's just been it's just like, you know, something's been sent to tell me I've got to write this book. Um, and it's been it's been wonderful going through all those and even, you know, they're bringing back even more memories. And obviously with that, I've got my memories as well of when I went to those matches and my memories of those players and the adventures that I've had because I, I didn't miss a game for I think a 13 year spell home and away like friendlies and everything I've traveled to to Latvia pre-season to, wow. to watch them there a few times so I've got so many stories you know it's just <laughs> just been nice so it's basically it's my, my footballing memoirs really mm. that I'm writing but you know I've been really enjoying well in the main <laughs> enjoying this I mean, there's a lot of sort of you know not so nice times that I've had to cover as well but yeah it's been it's been really lovely collecting all those memories and I'm looking forward to getting it out there to share with other people just to show them look you know this is 
this is the joy of football and, and this is, and, you know, it's not, it's not all joyful. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There's been some very, it's very hard being a full-time football fan and doing like every match like that. It does, you know, it is hard, but you know, it's, it, you make memories and, and sometimes like the, the hard times make the best memories, if that makes sense. It certainly does. It certainly does. Um, now, I, th- I think as well, what's great about a book like this is for football fans of any club, you know, these sorts of stories that you, you tell, you're telling through the book, it, they're going to resonate with people. Everyone's had those experiences, even if it's not with Blackpool, it could be with any club. And I think these emotions that you're expressing are ones that, uh, yeah, football fans across across the world will really appreciate. I mean, how's how's the development of the book going? Any sort of time timeline for when it will be out? Uh, any plans for how it how people can access it? It's uh, well, I'm just coming up to finishing the first draft now. I'm hoping to have it all completed uh, about September October time, and then yeah, just watch this space. I'm not entirely sure of. of you know, I'm, I'm looking to go down the traditional publishing line. So, you know, the time scales of how long it takes for, for all that to go through, I'm not entirely sure of. But I think, we'll, I mean, we'll be looking at next year at the, at the earliest, I should imagine. Um, but you can follow me on social media just to keep an eye on. I'll be obviously mm-hmm. updating on how it's going. Uh, I'm at Blackpool Jane on um, all the social media platforms. So I'm on Twitter, I tend to live on Twitter, but I'm also on Instagram a little bit and Facebook as well. Okay, cool, cool, cool. We'll make sure all of that information goes out as well to our listeners. Now, you mentioned, of course, you know, the last couple of years, the fans have been coming coming back to the club. Um, how are they bonding? How are the fans sort of, you know, interacting again? Is there a good unity there after having had these five years away? Well, as I alluded to earlier, it was like when we first came back, everybody just wanted to talk to everybody just about Blackpool and just revel in Blackpool again. So we went to some pre-season friendlies, like we were up at Barrow, for example, and there was more there than would normally have gone to a pre-season friendly at Barrow. And just like complete strangers just like talking to you, like, oh, what about this player then? And oh, isn't it great to be back? And and it was it was really joyous that everybody was was coming together and, and just sort of reveling in Blackpool again. And it's, you know, obviously that, that honeymoon period doesn't necessarily last and you've got your little, you know, <laughs> you're always going to find, people always going to find differences, aren't they? But, it, you know, it's just, we, we I think we're very blessed, really. We know we're very blessed to to still have a club um, mm-hmm. and, you know, to, to have an owner now who, who seems to really care about the club you know he's just doing things like making the ground nicer and just doing things properly like we should have done 10 years ago but never happened um and it's just and we value that we appreciate what we've got very much in a way that I think if something like this hasn't happened to your club I'm not sure it's possible to quite appreciate Mm -hmm. what you've got as much as as we do because of what we went through for for quite a long time it's interesting i the first episode of this series, I was talking to uh, Derek Clark at Bolton Wanderers, and I think mm. you know he's he's sort of probably shared some of those emotions that you know Bolton now he sort of just started to bounce bounce back, shall we say? They, there's a, there's signs of optimism there, and I think it's something that it's great to see. And you've had a you've had a successful season. It certainly was a. A successful season there. 
you've carried on this incredible playoff record. Now, uh, for people who don't know Blackpool as much, for some clubs, they're scared witless of the playoffs. You guys must absolutely love going into the playoffs. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, we do have some not so nice memories about the playoffs, but predominantly it is it is a sell it's like an end of season party for us it's, <laughs> it's just sort of what we do you know and, and, and people ask you know why do you think you're so successful in the playoffs i think it's because we're, we're a party town you know mm-hmm. and we take the party we always do we always like get dressed up for our last away game of the season but like we're going to to wembley or to the millennium stadium or, or where, wherever it was you know, we, we take the party with us and we, we go there to party and you only party in the final if you win, don't you? So we just win. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Posit- positive mindset, as you say, Jane. You go there expecting to win, going to have a party, the team does win. And, oh, you've had some good victories as recently. Say it was uh, against Lincoln, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, we were fortunate enough to get tickets for that one. So that was, uh, yeah, that was a sort of a, a different uh, Wembley experience in that we were sort of just sitting sort of in a, a, a it's like a, an open benched area, like a little park, just like <laughs> underneath Wembley Stadium. So you could look up and see Wembley there. And we were just sat there on these benches in this open area, mainly Blackpool fans, few Lincoln fans. There was like a, a row of shops. So people were just going over to the shops, getting some like tins of lager out the fridge because it's a beautiful day. And we were just sat there drinking tinnies just like underneath Wembley. It's like, <laughs> so it's possible to have a cheap day out at Wembley because we did it. <laughs> very true, very true. Very well said as well. Um, now, you said you were sat there with the Lincoln fans uh, I mean, some people would be surprised. Uh, everybody got on. Was it a good atmosphere down there? Yeah, they were a lovely club, uh, Lincoln. I mean, when we went there previously, we, we played West Ham and that was a little bit of a different experience. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's been interesting because we've been doing on the YouTube channel, we've been doing um, you know live watch-alongs of, of the Blackpool matches. And and through doing that and, and there are our, our other work on the channel, we've been getting involved with fans of other clubs because it sort of happens organically because you're on YouTube and it's you know it's an international platform and people pop in you get people popping up from all over the world on, on there. Um, but also if you're doing a watch along of the you know the Blackpool you know Lincoln game there's not necessarily someone doing the same thing on the Lincoln side so you'll get the Lincoln fans coming in and so so through doing that we've met fans of all, all you know fans of all sorts of other clubs and and it's something that we've started sort of actively encouraging really because I think historically, and certainly, you know, you're going back to the, to the 70s and whatever, people would see opposition fans as, oh, you know, where's someone to have a fight with or you know, to find differences. But, you know, I think with, with the, you know, the, the virus and everything, it sort of mm. changes your outlook a little bit and you want to find things that you've got in common with people. And just because they support a different team and live in a different town doesn't mean they're not the same as you. And, they are, and, and Lincoln particularly. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I fell in love with Lincoln when we went just before we got locked down last year. Um, a lovely place, lovely people, and we've got in touch with a lot of Lincoln fans. Um, we're actually going down um, soon and meeting up with with some of them and spending some time with them. You know, on, on holiday, which is going to be nice. And oh, they're just, yeah. yeah, they're just lovely, lovely people. And so it was lovely. It was kind of lovely to be playing them, but you know, kind of didn't want them to lose and break their hearts. So it was, it was a weird kind of day, really. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we kind of knew we were going to win 
anyway because because that's what we do but it's just yeah shame we had to break their hearts because they're nice people we, did, we wouldn't have minded beating West Ham that would have been very pleasurable but unfortunately we did, that was what the one occasion we oh poor old West Ham poor old West Ham no I know there's very interesting club that one as well um but I get curious I'm I'm glad you mentioned about you know sort of the lockdown and the the pandemic there do you do you feel that the pandemic then has has brought different fan groups from different clubs closer together or in your opinion was it maybe the growth of social media channels, you know, that predates the COVID era that has brought fan groups closer together? Um, I think definitely it's been more so since we've been locked down because we haven't had, because it, I guess it's forcing more people onto social media because we're not allowed to, to meet people socially mm-hmm. and it's kind of become everyone's social life, really, which is, is I suppose, a little bit disturbing. Um, but... Yeah, yeah, because we haven't had it at all, we haven't been able to go out. So you're not going down the pub and sort of just sticking with your own, are you? You just it's it's I think it's it's certainly been been a lockdown thing that's that's exaggerated it, but hopefully, you know, we'll take it forward. Mm-hmm. And certainly you know, for, for people like you know, ourselves that are doing things on on social media providing content, I think you know, you you're sort of limited with your own club, aren't you? You need to get out there and, and get more content and you and and meet other people in the wider football world and it's you know it's, it's like it's technically you are going out there and meeting people and making new friends which is is lovely really yeah i agree completely with you i really do now uh just to step to the right shall we say a little bit here uh something that's a big passion of mine personally is uh, the work of the community trust so i think it's something that's very underpublicised in the football media, and they do do an excellent job. You mentioned uh, Blackpool, uh, we under the new ownership, has a, has a chairman that's wanting to do things right. Um, how's the work of the community trust there? Is it is it something that's active up there? Yeah, they're very visible. Um, you know, when they can, they, they they do a lot out and about in the community. You see, you know, football skills courses popping up and all sorts of things. Uh, during lockdown, they've had uh, regular sessions. For example, on a via via Zoom, this is that uh, on a Wednesday night they'll have like a a ladies session where you know female Blackpool fans can join this Zoom and. Um, there'll be maybe like a one of our players will be there and you can, you know, it's just like a Q&A with them. It's, you know, it's, it's sort of a, a mental health thing really, but just to get sort of like the, the ladies together talking about the football and uh, I think they have a similar session for, for men as well. Um, so, so that's really nice. But they are, yeah, they're very, very visible. They're always doing a lot for the community. At, at Christmas, for example, they raised... Um, a lot of money to um, buy Christmas presents for underprivileged children in the area that otherwise wouldn't be getting a present. Um, and uh, I believe the chairman matched what was raised. Um, so that was, you know, a lovely Wonderful. thing that they did. So, yeah, it's the, they're doing a, a great job. That's uh, really good to hear. I've heard so many wonderful stories of clubs, especially during this difficult time, sort of adapting their their uh, support programs 
and really helping their communities come through. And it's great to hear Blackpool doing similar things. You know, simple tool like Zoom uh, is, is a wonderful place to still help uh, connect and give that real support to, to communities that need it. Um, on, on the other side of the coin, uh, with regards to supporter trust and supporter action now uh, with uh, over the last two years, how has the, you know, sort of the club and the chairman ensured that the supporters' voice is heard heard more and what how how involved is the supporters trust there uh, well it's, it's a tricky one really because the supporters trust were you know they were pivotal in in removing the former owner and and you know everything with that they, they, they kept the momentum going and you know they kept the story very visible um and and they did a great job there and, and then things the roles changed really now we've got you know a, a, a new owner in place they haven't got that that particular fight to fight anymore but they're getting more now involved in the in the bigger picture you know and helping out other clubs um and i think they were speaking to um you know the the, the, the government review they were they were speaking now i know last week so they they're sort of fighting the bigger fight now um, and they're, they're going in, in that direction, which is, uh, you know, it's important because, you know, we've got a great first-hand experience, well, not great first-hand experience, but, you know, of, of you know, successfully getting the owners removed. So mm. it's, but it's so important that, you know, football mm. governance changes because it's just going to happen again and again. And it's so wrong. You know, yes. I, I went to um, Squires Gate versus Berry AFC on Saturday. Um, and just, you know, what happened to Barry is just absolutely disgusting, but there's nothing to stop it happening again. And yeah. it needs to change. So that's, that's you know, that's the, the, the fight that needs to be fought. But, you know, ultimately, money talks at the end of the day, doesn't it? So I don't know how far sadly we're going to get. Does. It sadly does. It really does. Um, but on a on a lighter note, on a, on a lighter note, now, as, as mentioned earlier in the, in this episode, I I remember my trip to Blackpool. You've got got some noisy fans up there, haven't you? Um, what was what's the atmosphere been like, especially sort of pre-COVID? What was the sort of match day atmosphere like there? Did they are they still causing a big noise? Uh, your supporters? Yeah, we are we are very loud, notoriously very loud. It's wonderful, even when we went back um, just to Bloomfield Road for the playoff match and, and to Wembley as well. Actually, mm-hmm. for the final, uh, we we just make we sound louder than than our numbers really. Um, we were certainly a lot louder than the, the Lincoln fans at, at Wembley, uh, <laughs> despite them taking the lead in the in the first minute. Yeah. Or, or giving them the lead in the first minute. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's always a great atmosphere. We've got the, the North Stand, which is where the, uh, you know, the the young lads go really and make make it a lot of noise. It's sort of, we have like different different sort of groups of fans in different areas really. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got like you know the older people in the West Stand with the, you know, the or traditionally with the you know the flats and blankets brigade, <laughs> <laughs> and then they so we're in the South because we're like you know sort of a little bit in the middle. You know, oh, we just okay. sort of like like a bit of atmosphere, but uh, not quite as as raucous as in the north so uh so yeah it's 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 a great atmosphere it really is the south stands the 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 new was the newer build if i'm if yeah I'm right. the big yeah. one yeah uh just just trying to picture it there from 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 my from my time there now 
the big question now is the one that's really uh, I'm, I'm really curious to know who's your big arrival Preston or Fleetwood <laughs> <laughs> there's only one answer to that question I mean Fleetwood's a, it's such a weird one because for so long they were well they didn't exist or they were non-league and they were very non-league so it was just like you know it's just that lot down the road you know the, they, they weren't a rival they were just a non-league club that happened to be nearby and then mm. because of circumstances changed and the, the, the guy who um, owns Fleetwood now is actually a Blackpool fan um, he wanted to buy Blackpool at one point but you know it, it never happened um, so he sort of pumped money in there and obviously Blackpool's fortunes you know well you know what happened there so we just ended up being being in the same league which was just really bizarre <laughs> completely surreal because um, it's, it's just like they're just this you know we used to play them pre-season and they were in the you know the whatever league the Unibond league whatever it was they were in then and so it was it was very strange really mm-hmm. um, and when we had the boycott you know a number of Blackpool fans you know some you know, didn't go some were protesting on match days you know I, I was volunteering at non-league um, but some you know people just wanted to go and watch some local football on a Saturday so you had some go and watch AFC Blackpool some AFC Fylde and some went to Fleetwood so they did benefit from you know us you know our, our troubles yeah. um, you know we, we have lost some fans there'll be some some there now that that you know that will not get back but as for being rivals it's just very difficult for us, I mean, we were talking earlier, I think, before we came on air mm. about, you know, um, sort of attitudes of clubs that have come from higher levels and, and finding themselves at lower levels. And, and, and it's kind of, it was just strange. It's a status thing, I, I guess, that we just couldn't accept that Fleetwood were in the same league as us because it just didn't make any sense. It didn't mm-hmm. compute in our heads. So we never Fairly saw nice. it. <laughs> I mean, it might be that that like the younger fans, maybe who just started coming to watch Blackpool at that point, maybe they will see the, the, the rivalry there. But because because of the background and the history, and we just couldn't, it just didn't compute in our heads that it was even. But <laughs> it's strange, really, because they are our closest side. So you would think, and maybe they will become that, you know, as their status grows. Uh, you know, in in the area as an established league club, if if that happens, you know, if Pilly doesn't pull out and they end up back in the league again. So for us, you know, it's, it's for, I mean, for me, it's, it's been like uh, Preston and Burnley, really, because we sort of played them a lot when I first started going. And they are, you know, our established local rivals. Mm. You know, we haven't played Preston for a long time. Um, obviously, we will be re-establishing that rivalry um, this season now. Um, oh, for the yes. first time in a while. <laughs> oh, um, yes. <laughs> but even like the Burnley one was weird because... You know, they were always like big rivals because we, you know, we were rivals for promotion uh, with them in uh, Division Four in like the early nineties. So they were like mm. big, big rivals at that time. And then when they got promoted to the Premier League for the first time, it was we had a, like a little bit of admiration for them. Like God, Burnley have got to the Premier League, and well, if they can do it, why can't we do it? And we did it the next year. So it was like Burnley now have <laughs> got that sort of bit of got a bit of respect for Burnley now. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, Preston's uh, Preston's the one. 
Pressing That's going to be tasty next week. Uh, certainly will be, certainly will be. Even over here in Ukraine, we'll be looking forward to hopefully catching that on the TV. Sam- yeah. sample, sample a bit of atmosphere, hopefully, as well, once the, the fans get, get back. For, I mean, for people who are you know, curious enough, want to come up to Blackpool for a game, where, where do you recommend them going pre-game? You know, where, where do the fans like to congregate before the match to, to build a bit of pre-game atmosphere? Any pubs or anything like that? Uh, so, yeah, if you, you're visiting Blackpool, I guess it depends what sort of uh, what sort of pre-match experience you want, really, because diff- people come to Blackpool for different reasons, don't they? You know, there's there's places on the prom if you if you know you, you want to get lagered up if that's if that's your scene. Um, if you're a real ale drinker like I am, um, the Brew Room, uh, which is uh, in town, um, which is, is a great pub, magnificent range of beers in there, and it's, it's you know it's a big pub as well, so it's a big group of you that that'd be fine. Um, and also there's the Number Ten Ale House, which is across the other side of town really but it's, it's at the top end of Bloomfield Road it is walkable it's probably about a 10 minute walk from from the ground that's uh, nice it's a bit smaller in there but they've got a nice sort of outside area and they have expanded a bit and they do nice and Thai food in there as well though I'm not oh, sure nice. if they do have them. Um, and if you want uh, good fish and chips if you're coming in on the train Yorkshire Fisheries uh, on the corner of Topping Street is very good um, for fish chips and gravy Oh, now you've got me. Now you've sold me there. You mentioned the chippy. I was going to ask you, Blackpool have the best chips in your opinion in the in the UK? Or uh... well, that's that's controversial because um, I, I, you know, I have travelled elsewhere. I have I've been to Steele's Chippy in Cleethorpes, which is actually my favourite chippy in in the whole um, world. Um, which is yeah, that I mean that is very very special. So I haven't quite found anywhere of that level in Blackpool yet, but I I am trying. Um, <laughs> Yorkshire Fisheries is very good. Also the Saddle Chippy, which is uh, just next to the Number Ten Ale House that I've mentioned there. They do really nice battered haggis, um, which is worth a try. Yeah, you've oh yeah. right, that's that's where I'm heading. Next time I'm back in <laughs> back in England, that that now that is something that seems like a taste sensation. It really does. You can't you got you can't separate football and food. It's the two things are intertwined. I'm, so, I, th- I'm I think sorry. you want to separate them at some grounds, definitely. You know, to, uh, well, you'll have to read the book, but I did have food poisoning from one dodgy burger van at one point uh, <laughs> some time ago. So actually, the the catering in grounds can often leave a lot to be desired, really, which. Is, Something I seriously I would like to see overhauled because it's just like I think sometimes you go to these you know as an away fan especially you sort of you feel like you're sort of dehumanized sometimes and mm. you know you're just sort of like herded in and and fed crap and herded out again and just mm. like you know you actually treat football fans with a bit more humanity and like you know feed them some nice food and you know you might actually get a better response out of them on the day I think. <laughs> Definitely so, definitely so. It's a shame, you know, on my on my Scotland series, they were all so proud of their food. They were like, yeah, come to our club, have this, come to our club, have this. 
And now yeah, it, I need it, to go up there actually. I wish kind of I know there were some Blackpool fans that went up to Scotland during the boycott and did like ground hopping around Scottish grounds. And oh. uh, yeah, I do hear wonderful things about Bridies and all sorts at these Scottish kind of like, yeah, I would I think like cuisine wise, it does definitely seem like a step up in Scotland for sure. Oh yes, oh yes. Yeah, I've heard lots of great things about those their their Scotch pies. So let's see. Anyway, anyway, we've we've gone way off Blackpool there. We're on to on to Scottish food. My fault, but I hope you'll forgive me. Uh, Jane, it's been been so nice to talk to you today. I've really enjoyed it. And uh, I wish you the best of luck for next season. Uh, you've, you've you've signed one of the players that I really think has got a huge future in the game. Uh, just this week, I believe, as well, Sonny Carey. I think you've got a crack. Oh, really? Cracking young player there, cracking young player yeah. uh, come, come in. But yeah, I wish you luck. Hope he gets a chance as well. I'll be watching very closely. Um, obviously, you mentioned your Twitter handles earlier. I'll make sure those get uh, a shared out. Is there anywhere else on social medias for people who want to follow you? Maybe get a bit more info about the book as well. Um, yeah, well, you can find me on YouTube on uh, Lee Charles TV. Um, as well, I'm uh, I'm a co-host on that channel. I'm, I'm on there quite a lot. Uh, we're actually doing live streams of the the England games during the um, Euros. We're doing watch alongs of those for um, however much longer that lasts. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully a while longer. The draws opening up past the fours at the moment, uh, but but we'll see. Um, so yeah, so I'm on there a lot. I, you know, I hang out on YouTube a lot. Uh, I, I do live on Twitter really, so that's the best place to get me. Um, I've got oh, I've got my blog as well, which is. Uh, janestewart.co.uk where I do um, so for every match that I go to I will write a blog about it's the match that the, the the whole my experience of the whole day basically so like my journey there and what I've had to eat and if I've met dogs at the match and, and things like that and you know quirky things and you know the pubs I've been to so it's mm. so I do that for every match that I go to now and that's on there also there's a few like football book reviews and a few other bits on there as well so it's um yeah and i, I do a, a bit of non-league ground hopping in between blackpool matches so there'll be a few non-league reviews on there i'm just about to write one up about the skysgate berry match um, from mm-hmm. saturday so so yeah so um that's that's a good place to find me as well fantastic fantastic let's say well thank you so much for today oh, it's been great insight for me and i hope it's for our listeners at home as well uh, but that's it for today, everyone. Of course, I'm Adam at Oakfoot24. Uh, you can follow me across the social medias as well. But till next time, take care and stay safe. Goodbye for now. <laughs>